This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Flat Out Farno, you're Laddie H, host of Flat Out Pride on your Free FM dial. If you're a Waikato local with an idea for your own show, Free FM would love to hear from you. Check out our website, freefm.org.nz, or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Coming out is an interesting experience, and it always is very varied. Sometimes you win, and sometimes you come out on Facebook by saying, yo, yo, I'm homo. My name is Alex Willix-Payne, I use they-them pronouns, and this is Stride with Pride. Hello and welcome back to Stride with Pride. I hope you have had a wonderful uh, however long it is since you listened to the last episode. This week we are talking about coming out. A necessary evil. Today I'm going to talk about some of the positives and the negatives of coming out, as well as tell you some stories and give you some tips on how to do it if you haven't yet. I'm going to alternate doing a positive and a negative because I don't want to overwhelm you with too many negative things at the start before we get into the positives or just talk about the positives at the start and then really drop the mood with the negatives. So let us begin. So the first and most prominent part of coming out, the most prominent positive effect of coming out is that you find community. You find people who are like you and who you can automatically connect with and have a bond with straight away because of this thing about you, which is really, really useful, especially if you don't have many people like you around you. It gives you a space to go to when you don't have anywhere else. And humans are such social creatures. We need the sense of community to survive, especially for minorities, especially if other things are going wrong in the world. Having people that you can go to is so, so important. And coming out lets you find that community, whether that's with putting your pronouns in your bio, with putting a little flag in there. More people will approach you about that thing. And you can go out of your way to find community groups of people like you. For example, Wacky, Waikato Queer Youth. It is a community space for queer people. Our first negative is safety. Please make sure if you're going to come out that you're going to be safe. It can be hard to guarantee that, but I'll give you some tips later to sort of test the waters to see if you will be safe. Because it is really unfortunate, but we do still have quite a few instances of queer people not having a blanket of safety after they come out. So it's really important that you have people around you who can support you if you do not have the safety. Coming out to different people is part of the experience. You don't have to come out to everyone at the same time. It can be a lot easier to come out to friends people you who know will accept you automatically first because then you have people who you can go to if it doesn't go so well for the people you're living with or with family members so please please if you're going to come out make sure that you're going to be safe our second positive is you're able to be yourself after coming out 
This one is especially applicable for trans and non-binary people, but it applies to everyone in the queer community too. Being able to dress how you want and feel like you can truly be yourself for once is such a liberating feeling. And it's so much of a, a weight off your shoulders as well, especially if you've been hiding it for a really long time. It's such a relief to not have to lie anymore. And of course, if you were hiding it, it's generally because of safety. But God, does it feel good to be able to go around and just be yourself and not have to, to hide anything, to know that you are being the truest version of yourself. That is absolutely no shame to anyone who is still in the closet. There are so many reasons that you would stay in the closet, but it is so freeing to be out. Society makes us come out all the time, especially if it's to do with gender. Me as a non-binary person who... I present semi-masculine, but I don't look like a guy. I'm just seen as a regular girl. So I have to come out pretty much every day. And the people around me, they do try. I really appreciate that they do try. But I have to come out every single time I meet someone new with my pronouns and about my gender. Because otherwise I won't be treated in the way that I would like to be treated. My gender isn't acknowledged in that conversation until I come out. And I've talked about this before, but that was something really difficult to come to terms with because I'm never going to be gendered correctly straight off the bat. And so I, I'm going to have to be coming out my entire life. I'm sort of jealous of binary trans people who can pass as their gender because eventually they won't have to come out all the time. But even then, there are so many binary trans people who don't believe that they'll ever be able to pass. And passing is not the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is being true to yourself and who you are. And that's what I do, but it still doesn't mean that I'm going to ever have to stop coming out. And it's exhausting. It's really exhausting having to come out all the time, not knowing whether a person is going to be safe, having to choose between being uncomfortable, having to wince every time someone refers to you, or potentially risking your safety but helping your mentality. And it comes with the constant fear of being rejected as well, especially if the new people you've met are cool. The people that I meet generally are cool, and if they are cool, they are also cool in terms of trying to learn people's pronouns and things like that. But it still comes in the back of your mind. It's still a thing that bugs you that potentially you might be rejected for this. They might not acknowledge it. They might shut you down. Thankfully, I have had very few experiences of this. Some ways that I've been dealing with this constant having to come out is, I mean, what I used to do is I used to just hold it in and eventually go up to them quietly after the conversation was over or uh, if it was in class, after class, and talk to the person one-on-one. -on -one. But I've sort of kind of coinciding with the Black Lives Matter movement, the learning to stand up and actively fight racism and speaking up when people are being racist, standing up for people. I sort of took that own philosophy for myself, for standing up for myself. So what I did then, um, but beforehand I had been, uh, when people had said the R slur or something, I would just be like, that's a slur, right after they said it. And so I was like, oh, well, what if I do that? But for me, for my pronouns. So now whenever someone says she, I automatically just correct them, say they swift and doesn't get in the way. They get the message and it, I do it every time. So I, <laughs> I'm classically conditioning them. Or is it operant conditioning? 
I'm a psych major, I should know this. As well as this, I've been really fortunate because I've just started university that I've been meeting new people and so I've just been able to introduce myself and when I'm saying my name, I say my pronouns. I did that at the halls, sort of like for each block we had a little get-together to do the rules and then introduced a little bit about ourselves and I said, hi, I'm Alex and I use they, them pronouns and then the bit about me. And being able to do that, I think I'm especially lucky because I'm starting off in a new environment so I'm setting the expectation that people will use the correct pronouns for me. Because I'm tired of having to deal with people constantly misgendering with me, having to put up with that. So I am taking, I guess, the initiative to just come out each time. And yes, it is tiring, but I will be respected. And that's a boundary that I've set. And I'm proud of myself, to be honest. Took a lot of work to get here. But I'm in a very privileged situation in which I can do that safely. And I know that I will not be hurt by that. And I have people who look out for me. Not everyone has that. I recognize that. And I am so sorry to those of you who don't. It will get better. You will find people who care about you and who love you for who you are. Our third positive is one that you don't really realize until you sort of remember how you were when you were in the closet. That you coming out and being able to be completely 100% yourself helps others who are in the closet, those who want to come out but can't see themselves. You being yourself lets them know that there is a way for them to be happy. There is a way for them to live as they are and to live happily. It's so, so important, especially for young teenagers, young people, to see representation of themselves. And I've talked about this before, but God, representation is so important. <laughs> That's why we talk about it so much in our community. I know that for me right now, it's really important to see older queer people thriving, knowing that I can live an entirely happy life and have a family as a queer person. It's so important for young, young queer people, early teenagers to see older teenagers even being themselves, especially for trans and non-binary people, to know that you will eventually be able to be yourself. Dress how you want, be referred to how you want. God, that's so valuable. And it, it gives you hope. Gives you hope for the future. And hope is such a valuable thing. It's one of the most important things that we can have. If we have nothing else but hope, we will be okay. One annoying thing about being out is if you're in a class or a group discussion or something and the topic is about gender or sexuality, I found this especially when we were talking about sex ed and talking about gender and sexuality, if you're one of the only out people, you're sort of looked to as the expert on the subject and like, in some people's case, yeah, you're more educated than others because you've had to think about it and you've had to learn all this different stuff and navigate through, especially if you are trans or non-binary, have to navigate through all the complexities of gender. And if you've ever questioned your gender, it's, <laughs> it's a whole process. You do a lot of research. And so, yeah, sure, you maybe do have a lot of knowledge on it, but having people look to you as the only source and being expected to speak on it and having to sort of bear that vulnerability 
and the responsibility as well to speak for your entire community is a pain, especially in small university classes. Ah,、uh, like yeah, I want to bring it up, I want to talk about it, but also I don't want to have to be expected to do that, you know. Like, sure, I'm interested in this. I literally have an entire show to talk about all of this stuff, <laughs> but like, I don't want to do it all the time. I don't want to have to do it. I want to do it because I want to do it. You know, it's frustrating, but you know, I guess more education is always a good thing. Yay! <laughs> And that's something that most minorities have to deal with, because we are not. As many, because we are the minority in a group, there's generally less of us, and so we're expected to speak for the whole group, as everyone else there is in the majority, and it is—it's a pain, but it's something we have to deal with. Yay! Our last positive before we get into some fun stories is being perceived as who you are, and through the correct lens, knowing that people. See you as you see yourself. God, that's such a great feeling, especially within. For me, when I'm around other queer people, I know that they automatically see me as my gender, as a non-binary person. This is no hate to any of my cis friends. I love you guys so much, but sometimes with certain people, it'll be like, oh, so you just see me as a spicy woman, you know. But when you're around people who know you. Who know stuff about that, and that you you know that they see you as you are. But this is also for when you've just come out as well with your sexuality and your gender, and people are just acknowledging that and using that and changing the way that they speak to accommodate you. So if you're gay, they don't talk about you know having a partner of the opposite sex. There's different expectations now. Which is a whole nother ballpark, but you know, at least they don't assume you're straight anymore. <laughs> Being perceived as you truly are is such a euphoric feeling. Knowing that people see you as you see yourself, it's just chef's kiss. <laughs> All right, now we're going to move on to some stories that you guys have submitted yourselves. Thank you so much for all of the wonderful people who contributed to this. Much love to you all. Our first story comes from Rowan. He says, "I came out to my dad that I was bi in the credits of Love Simon, and he just smiled at me and went, 'Yeah, me, I'm bi. My dad, yeah, my granny, still watching the credits, either eavesdropping or not even hearing it. Me, my dad, me. I I need a pee. Our next one is from Elliot. They say, 'So my mum was a teacher at the school I went to, right?'" At breaks, my friends and I would all hang out and eat in a classroom instead of eating outside, and I started having my friends use they/them pronouns for me, no matter who else was around. So naturally, my mum would be sitting at her desk working while my friends are talking in the background, going, "Oh yeah, they and them and there," while my mum's just silently going, "Uh," in her head, and like I was aware of all this and stuff, and just quietly amused. And by that point, Mum knew that about half my friends weren't cis and used a bunch of different pronouns, so she was chill with everything. So by the time I actually said anything, she'd sort of clued on to the fact that I wasn't a girl. But it's sort of just funny imagining her sitting there 
for months and months while my friends used they them pronouns for me, just quietly confused. <laughs> Our next story is sort of the cobbled together memories of a few of us of Eilish's coming out. So myself, Sean. And Eilish were all leaders of our queer group at school. And we as leaders called ourselves queerants. So like queer plus parent, queerant. And at the start of one group session, Eilish gathered everyone around uh, in a circle and said that she had something really important to say. And up till then, she had been just a really, really supportive straight ally of the group, but very, very involved with everything. Really wonderful person. A+. Plus. But me and Sean were a little concerned because we were querents and we were sort of supposed to know what was going on and this hadn't really been communicated to us. And we were like, uh, what's, what's happening? So we were like, ah. Uh. But she said that it was important that we didn't know until she had said it. So <laughs> we sat there waiting and Eilish stood up in the middle of the room and said, I will no longer be the straight ally querent of the queer club. And so my heart dropped because I was like, I, what? I wasn't informed that you would be leaving. And then she said, because I'm joining the other querents. And she reached into her bag, pulled out her makeup palette, smeared the bicolors on her face and grabbed uh, a friend who was sitting nearby her bi flag and started waving it around. <laughs> and everyone gasped. <laughs> she immediately got tackled by some of her friends that she brought along to help to support her. And everyone cheered and clapped and all of that amazing stuff. So that was quite quite a spectacular coming out. Always the performer. <laughs> this one is from Lily. She says, So I've just recently moved into halls for uni and I was meeting new people in a new city, which meant I was kind of back in the closet because heteronormativity. So I had to start taking steps to correct that one quite quickly. So I was talking to one of my first friends I made here and I mentioned that I was going to the Pride opening and so I was going to have to skip an afternoon lecture and she was obviously so curious and trying really hard to be polite and she goes, if you don't mind me asking, which part of Pride are you? And I have never been so happy to talk to a straight girl about the wonders of being a homo. Like it's the sweetest way anyone has ever asked me about being gay and I love it with all my heart. Like, I want to start referring to all the gays as being part of Pride. That's such a good way to put it. And a bonus one from Lily. She says, I was at a barbecue and met a fellow queer, and she looked at me, and we both just knew. And all she said was, you also had a crush on Tigress from Kung Fu Panda as a child, right? And we've been friends ever since. <laughs> Thanks, Lily. This one is from Max. They say, Basically, my stepmom had convinced me that it was time to come out to my dad because everyone else knew except for him. And so we waited until my stepmom and stepsister were both in the room with my dad and we made sure that he was busy doing something so we wouldn't have to corner him or anything. And basically he was plastering some wall in the office and I went up to him, shaking, sweating, the whole shebang, and said, I, um, I have something to tell you. I, uh, uh, I am, um, and I panicked and said, not straight? And this man who I've been worried about coming out to for literally years turned away from his work, looked at me briefly, and just said, that's okay, before going back to his work. <laughs> it's always an interesting experience when they have a much more underwhelming reaction than you expect. Liam says, I was kind of scared to come out to my mum as bi, 
So I wrote her a letter and dumped it on her lap one morning and ran out the door to go to school. And when I got home, I was scared about her reaction, but she just sat me down at the dining table and said that I can love whoever as long as it isn't a train station. (laughs) This was referencing a news story at the time of a woman getting married to a train station. And there's actually a good tip in here. If you're too nervous or scared about the reaction to tell someone in person, writing a letter or sending a text message or doing it in an alternate way is a really good way to come out. Letters can be really useful and same with text messages um, and, you know, having other people tell them for you. Just do it in the way that you feel most comfortable. Our next one here is from LQM. They say... I was out to a few people before I came out to the rest of the world, but was honestly very apprehensive about doing so because of the mixed reactions I'd seen to people who did come out. So to avoid having to do it a lot, I came out to a few of the quote-unquote popular people in my form one lunch and asked them not to tell anyone. True to form, by the end of the next lesson, everyone in the school knew and I didn't need to come out many, many times. That is certainly one way to do it. Not something necessarily I would advocate for, but you know, if it works, it works. And it certainly worked. (laughs) You know, I actually did sort of have a similar experience, though. I didn't actually have to come out with my name to most people at my school. And I didn't really realize until someone told me later that this is how everyone found out. So I changed my name in year 10. Yeah, middle of year 10. Um, And I was a sort of... I was a school leader, and I, I was sort of known. I wasn't popular. I was just sort of known in the school. And I had changed my name on the school roll and all that, and the teachers had, I guess, been made aware of that. And then and then somehow, by the next year, people were just calling me Alex. I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> and I didn't realise until someone told me last year, actually, in year 13, that how people knew was that, um, so I was a school leader, so I occasionally gave presentations at assemblies and stuff. And the principal had been like, oh, can Alex come up and present this thing? And then I came up, and people were like, wait a minute, isn't that, but, but, but the principal, he said, Alex. And then they kind of just accepted it. <laughs> and I guess everyone found out through that, And then people just knew. So I didn't have to come out to most of my school because of the principal who did it for me, I guess. To finish off, I'm just going to give you a few tips if you are going to try coming out. First of all, please, please, I've said it before, but please make sure that you are going to be safe and you have a contingency plan if things go wrong. I don't wish this upon anyone, but it's so important. Please, please have a plan in place in case things go wrong. It's terrible that we have to deal with this kind of stuff and the potential for it to not go well because we're just sharing part of who we are, but be safe. Make good choices. Before you come out, try and test the waters by talking about other queer stuff around them or to them and see how they react to that. If they have a bad reaction for your safety, please just like wait until you have things in place where you'll be safe to come out. You can test the waters by saying like, oh, what do you think about this event that just happened with someone coming out? Potentially talking about, you know, Elliot Page if you're non-binary or trans. Talking about people in the media or certain events. That can be really useful. Or 
especially if you're watching a show together or something, talking about a character in that that is queer. Don't be afraid to have someone with you if you need some support. And do it when you feel ready. When you feel emotionally ready, emotionally, spiritually, and physically ready. Make sure you're in a good space to be able to do it. But also make sure the other person is in a good space. You don't have any control over other people. And it's not your duty to make sure that they accept you. However, for your safety, make sure that they're not overwhelmed or really busy doing anything. Make sure they're in a calm headspace and not focusing on other things at the moment. Just make sure make sure you're going to be safe. And remember that no matter what, you are still valid. No matter what happens, you're still valid in your identity, no matter who chooses to accept you or not. And it's not your duty to make people accept you, but it is, it is quite hard when people don't. For this week's Creator Spotlight, I am going to highlight Philosophy Tube, or Abby Thorne. She has, uh, sort of recently, this year, come out as a trans woman on her YouTube channel, and I am so, so proud of her. She does it in such a in such an elegant way. She's very known for all her for her presentation style, and her content is amazing as well. She makes philosophy accessible to everyday people and does it in such a fascinating way. And I will say, as someone who has taken a university philosophy paper, so much less dry than all the readings you have to do. It's such a wonderful spectacle to watch. It really is a spectacle. She is an actor, after all. She knows about presentation. (laughs) She has so many amazing videos. I honestly probably could not pick a favorite. I know that I really enjoy the videos where she does um, characters. She does one specifically called The Arsonist, who is just a really, really insidious character, but perfectly encapsulates the sort of people that she's trying to portray who have these arguments against what she's talking about that are just so insidious, and she plays it so well. You You can tell she's an actor. I really loved her queer video where she discussed sort of queer topics and things like that. That was about her coming out as bi. Uh, this was before she came out as trans, but uh, it was just it's, it's such a spectacle. It's so it, it's got musical numbers in it as well. Uh, mm. Love me some philosophy tube. Check her out. Are these creator spotlight segments just me fan personing about all the YouTubers that I like? Perhaps. Will it continue to be that way? Most likely. Check them out though, cause like. It's gay, and it slaps, you know? <laughs> but yes, she's one of my absolute favorite YouTubers. Philosophy Tube on YouTube. Go check her out. That is all for this week's episode of Stride with Pride. I hope you enjoyed. For updates about when the next episode's going to come out, do follow me on at stride.with.pride, especially if you want some of your stories involved with these episodes, remember, I can say your name with it, or I, it can be completely anonymous. And I put out calls for stories and things on my story <laughs> all the time, so look out for those. But that is all for now. 
You are a wonderful, amazing person with a beautiful, radiant soul. Have a good day, afternoon or evening, whenever you're listening to this. And remember to spread your joy. See ya. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.